Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews Podcast. I hope you are enjoying your day out there and I am coming on with the bonus episode. I am your host Shanice and today this bonus episode, we're on episode 20. I am so geeked up because this is a completely new platform and I think we're doing pretty good for for a beginner, for you know a rookie in the in the commentary game. So I think we're doing pretty good. Um, I'm still getting used to talking on the mic and everything. So if you have been tuning in from day one or just starting to catch up, welcome. You are so welcomed, and I thank you and I uh, hope that you keep listening. And today's bonus episode, if you are a soap opera watcher, I will be rec- uh, recapping General Hospital now. Brief little history in me of the soap opera game. I grew up watching the soap operas. I grew up around my mother, my grandmother. Everybody watched the soap operas from all my children to One Life to Live and General Hospital. So, you know, when you grow up with them, you feel like you just know the whole family history and they're a part of your home too. They, You know, and the soap operas used to be just like escaping from your world. You know, the world is already just too much sometimes sometimes you need an escape world and i prefer scripted shows over reality shows i hate reality television i I used to watch it and i just realized how it makes it's just ridiculous that's another show i'll be talking about that for 20 minutes if i get to complaining about reality shows some are cool some of them are great but i'm talking about like just the the ignorant stuff i'm just not with it that's my opinion you know it's each his own A lot of people in my family love them, so I'm not knocking them like that. It's just saying not my cup of tea. And the soap operas used to be so good. And um, I go off and on. If you miss a year, even if you miss like two years, you can go back and watch in two weeks and you're caught up. So I had started back watching when COVID hit and everything was locked down. I started back watching on a daily basis. And about two months ago, when the whole Sunny storyline hit, I got really irritated. I got really irritated with Whiny Willow and Michael. So I quit watching it. But I'm hearing it's getting back good and it's picking back up. And I decided to just do a bonus episode. So I said we'll go over Monday's episode of General Hospital, which aired on June 7th, Monday. And I'm going to recap it today. And then I probably won't recap it till the weekend. I'll go ahead and recap and I'll give my predictions for the week. For the week. And then on Friday night, I'll do another episode and we'll talk about the week, the whole week of what aired. So kick back and enjoy the show her name is Shanice and she's the one her name is Shanice and she's the one so on the opening scene remind you I haven't watched it in a couple of in a while i haven't watched it in a while so i'm catching back up slowly i'll get caught back up to soap operas they're easy to catch back on but we see trina she's hovering over curtis he must have been shot trying to save them from cyrus she's crying and begging him to come back even though she treated him like she got on my nerves when tagger when they assumed he was dead and how she just dogged him out i'm sorry trina did a little too much i understand she was upset but her and jocelyn both kind of get on my nerves that's my opinion um 
you know, one thing about the soap operas is one minute you'll love a character and you can quickly go back to hating them and then they got to do one thing and you love them again. So at that moment, her and Jocelyn was both getting on my nerves. But we show that they are upset and you see Trina, I mean, you see her mother, she's uh, Portia, she's watching from afar. Um, I haven't been watching in a while, but I've predicted a while ago. I think that Curtis is going to end up being Trina's father uh, because they had an affair around the time that she was conceived. So I'm thinking that she is his daughter. That's how I'm, I'm believing. That's how they're going to play that. Then we see Sam and she's consoling Jordan. Then we get to the next scene. Then we see Laura, you know, she's walking up, confiding in Jordan. And they're talking about how she just made it there a little too late. Then we see, what's her name? Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. We see Brooklyn. We see Brooklyn running downstairs. She's looking for the baby, but the baby is with Maxie. That's Maxie's, Louise is her baby, so she's looking for the, the baby. I don't know how the baby got there. Like I said, I'm catching up as I'm watching it, and we definitely see that somehow the baby has made it to Maxie. But, of course, Maxie is dreaming. She don't have her baby, so she wakes up, and she's like, how am I going to do this? And then you see Dante. Dante, y'all cleaned up looking cute now. <laughs> Remember, he went, when I quit watching it for a while, he was kind of scruffy looking. Hair was all over the place. But look at Dante. Okay, looking like a little young Sonny. So we see he, he burges in and, you know, asks her what's wrong because don't nobody know that she is she faked her baby's death, and, you know, her baby, Brooklyn's baby is actually her baby. Storyline they told time and time and over again. Come on, writers. They've told this. How many times have we played this role where we switched the babies around? So then we see Valentine and Olivia having a moment as they the baby is down there. He basically got the baby up. Say what you want about Valentine, but he is a good father. But Valentine, he is a good father. And it's going to blow up in his face when he find out that it's not his baby. And this is just another Brooklyn, another scam of hers. This is going to blow up in all their faces because they all going to end up getting attached to the little baby. And to come find out it's not even going to be theirs. So then we got another scene and we see Michael and Willow. <laughs> we see Michael and Willow. I'm, I think they are the boringest couple ever. I, I wish he would have stayed with Sasha and she would have stayed with Chase. But they had to shake it up a little bit. And I do, I'm feeling the Brando and Sasha thing. I, I, I am feeling them. I feel like Sasha kind of got played. I didn't like the way how they did her. I am a Sasha fan. It was so much they could have done with her and Michael. And I just think... Michael and Willow, they're so boring. They they kind of are alike, you know. Both good people, but Willow is so whiny. Her character is so unlikable. That's why, I actually, that's another reason I quit watching for a couple months or so was because of the Sunny storyline. And, and every time you see Willow, she crying. So they wake up. They're gazing in each other's arms. And that was a fast scene. And then we skip to the sunny scene. Which it is so hard for me not to fast forward through this. I hate the storyline. It is so boring. And I know um, I was watching one of Maurice Bernard's YouTube channels. And he's enjoying playing this role. He wants us to step away from the mob style. Which I understand. You know when you play something for so long. And then the soap operas come on five days a week. That role can get tiring. But this is just boring. So. So we see that he's talking there to the, you know, the two people he's been staying with for a while in their bar and they're having a conversation about the guy who got over on them and who was ripping them off, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to watch it because I am recapping it. So 
they have this their little talk and he's starting to fall for nina oh when carly find out she is going to go rampage on nina <laughs> and speaking of carly we go right to the next scene and we see carly and Jax talking Jax is being annoying as possible. Jax has been annoying since 1996 when he came on the scene. Of course, we were happy to see him kind of get Brenda. I'm an old time watcher. I know all the storylines. Of course, back in the 90s, we was happy to see Jax come along and save Brenda. Because remember, Brenda was crazy about Sonny. And that's when he was with Lily and she just was doing all type of scams. And they kind of had a little secret thing where they would make Sonny jealous on purpose, acting like they were in a relationship, but they weren't. And he fell madly in love with her. Jax has been annoying since the 90s. So here he go. And he's still a big time Sonny hater. So he's telling uh, Carly she needs to give over the business back to Jason and, you know, go on with her life. Now, mind you, you're the one who always go after all of Sonny women. Then you get mad because they're still in love with them and they're in a dangerous lifestyle. And how unrealistic uh, is it of Carly being Carly to take over uh, my business? It's very unrealistic, but okay. I'm just recapping, kind of talking as I'm going along because I have not watched it in a couple months. So I'm being very raw when I'm watching it, kind of, you know, transparent, just kind of going along because I'm catching up as I'm watching it and I'm talking. It just sounds like I'm just going to going watching it and going scene by scene. Jax has annoyed me since the 90s. I am not a Jax fan character. Carly used to be one of my favorite characters back in the day. And then she just got, you know, when you see so so too much of somebody and they just give her too much power. And you remember how she came on. It's just like, okay, come on, bring on some good writing. Bring on some competition a little bit. You know, you know, Nell was cool, but bring on, you know, some like with the, they kind of dropped the ball when they had, got the deal and brought on the one life to live characters. Now her and Blair Blair's attitude from one life to live and Carly's attitude with general hospital. Those would have been two good rivalries. That would have kind of been like the Dorian and um, Vicky, you know, we need good stuff like that, but you know, you bring it on nail. She's just a villain to everybody. And they make Carly like this saint, which is, she used to be one of my favorite characters, to be honest. Okay, so we get to the next scene, and <laughs> Dante is coming in there. He's trying to ask Maxie what happened. Of course, it's the wrong time for it, but he knows something is fishy, and here comes Sam. Lord, oh, Lord. Here comes Sam, <laughs> sticking her nose in something that's completely not her business. That's another reason I kind of cut it off for a couple weeks. She got to get on my nerves. I am tired of Sam. <sighs> next scene then we go to we see the pretty little baby and it's in, uh, brooklyn valentine wait till valentine find out that's not his baby he gonna be so hurt because like i said say what you want about valentine he the villain but he is a good father and then here come ned <laughs> they're probably happy to have a grandbaby but it's sad to see that it is with valentine and then we go back to another sunny storyline and they're talking about nina when Carly find out that Nina is acting like that is, oh, she is going to have a rampage. Whew. And then Nina comes in. I miss the original Nina. She's back on Young and the Restless, I believe. But she comes in and her and Sonny, they're going to end up falling all the way in love with each other. Watch. And that's when he's going to find out who he probably is. So then we get back to a Carly and Jack scene. And Jack's is 
trying to run everybody's life as usual, eating that apple. And this is the thing with Jax. He goes on and on about how they have this daughter together. Bruh. First of all, you knew that Carly had multiple children and a whole life when you went and pursued her and begged her to marry you. And he did pursue her. And the dirty part about that is I am a GH fan. Been watching it for years. He was with Courtney, Sonny's sister, before her. Married to her. So you're the one who inserts yourself into this man's business. Then you get mad because you can't run it. Just get that. <sighs> Next scene. So basically, so Carly tells him, just go shut up somewhere. She basically wants to run a business, which, like I said, is totally unrealistic. Come on, writers. Y'all had all coronavirus to go ahead and get some better storylines. It's unrealistic for Carly to take over in my business. You know how many? It's just unrealistic. Um, do you know how many underbosses would have to step in before that? It's just unrealistic. But moving right along. Then we go to car, uh, to, um, and they can do better than that. Back in the 90s, um, when they were writing, a, when they brought the mob in and they had Sonny's organization against Lily's father, the Rivera's, and then, you know, with all the other wars, they wrote it more realistic. I don't know who's doing this now. And as a fan, it's just irritating because I do not want the show to get canceled because these, these storylines suck. And if you follow... General Hospital on Instagram, you have multiple day one fans who are complaining about the writing. And, you know, I was sad when they took off One Life to Live. I would hate for them to just take the stories off. The story's been around for years, so we want the writers to get it together. Excuse my rant. But then we see, we go to a Laura scene with the Jordan. And then we see Curtis Unt rolling up. That will always be. The the mom off of Fresh Prince. Remember she played Will Smith's mom off Fresh Prince for years. Where she had a reoccurring role. Where she would come in from Philly. So that's who that will always be to me. But we see her coming in hysterical. Like what happened to my nephew. Then we go to the next scene. So Jordan and the aunt. They have a heart to heart. That was cute. Laura walks back there. Trina is having a meltdown. Overacting if you ask me. Um, with Curtis. Telling him that he has to come back because she apologized. Um, I believe that's going to be Curtis' daughter. Trina's crying and Laura comes and confides in her. And then after that, you know, Laura tells her that, you know, she was with Curtis when he called. And um, I haven't watched it in a couple weeks. so I'm about to find out myself what he wanted when he called her. I don't know. They probably hooked those two up. I think I might would like Curtis better with Portia than Jordan. Jordan is annoying. Everybody annoys me these days on the show. Then we goes back to Sam. Sam, the superwoman. She's she's superwoman and, and, and Jason is Batman. I mean, and, and Jason used to be one of my favorite characters too. I liked him when he was Jason Quartermain, when he used to be crazy about Karen. And he just used to be like the guy who was uh, with the, with Keisha getting ready to be the doctor and then when he got into the bad car accident and had the brain injury and he became jason morgan and started working for sunny and he was with robin i really liked it jason i even liked it jason when he got with sam but now they just need to bring on more spark so here she goes she's grilling dante she's a superwoman then she's a cop then she's an investigator 
you know, Superwoman Sam. So Sam is interrogating now Dante. And Dante feels like he has to explain to Sam, which I don't know why. Excuse me for the rant. I'm just catching up on the show. So she ends up staying for the moral support of Miss Maxie. I do think that when Dante and uh, Sam hook up, I do believe that's where they're going. They probably will make a good couple, but she just needs to calm down. She just be in everybody's face. Just shut up. Then we get to the next scene and Ned is finding over his little pretty grandbaby. That's not his. Oh, when they find out Brooklyn is lying about that baby, that is going to explode. They try to make Brooklyn like a young Tracy Quarterman, where she's going to always be the scam artist of the family and always coming up with devious plans. I see where they're going. That's why they always compare her to who she calls her granny. They're going to make um they're going to make her like a younger Tracy. And that's what I'm saying, come on writers, it is so much they can do with the Quartermain family. Bring back some of the OGs, you know what I'm saying? Like you probably can't bring AJ back cuz he been he didn't got murdered so many times, but you know, you can bring Dylan back, make him like a strong character, you know, make Olivia and Ned like on how old man Quartermain and Lila used to be. You know, and then bring Monica back with her little devious plans, like on a normal basis, and then make Brooklyn like a Tracy Quarterman, and then bring back some of the other grandchildren. There's so much more that they can do. They can make this like the Buchanans, you know, like on how the Chandlers used to be on all my children. So that's what irritates me. It's just, it is so much more they could do with the stories. <sighs> that is a little pretty baby, though. That's a pretty little baby. I can see a bit of light in there. So then they talk about the birth certificate, which if he was the father, hypothetically speaking, like we know that that's Maxie baby, but say if Brooklyn really had a baby, you cannot just keep a baby away from the dad just because you don't like the dad. Come on now. That just makes no type of sense. You slept with him. He ain't did nothing like horrible to where he can't be around his kids. You just don't like his character. They got to stop with all this, this type of stuff, but Next scene, we go back to Sunny and Nina and Phyllis and her husband, who are two of the most boring people ever. You know, everybody uh, is just boring. Hype it up a little bit. Then we go over here to the Nina and Sunny storyline. And then we go to the next scene. So then we go to the next scene and we see Carly and Jax. They have it out. And Trina and her mother, they have a moment as well. Then we have... Sonny pretending to be a handyman. He is getting advice from Phyllis's husband. And then we see Nina and Phyllis, which Nina is dead wrong. Nina knows she could have told Sonny who he was. And it is 2021. If Sonny Corinthos is supposed to be a really big mobster and his paper his picture should have been plastered all over the internet and everything they should know who Sonny is they are still in new york they're just not in port charles so this storyline is so ridiculous they'll be able to google big mobster dead fell off into the river or whatever his picture would have been plastered all over they should know who Sonny is in 2021 then we get back and we see Carly and Jax having a back and forth. They're getting into it. Jack Jax is being annoying as he always has been since 1996. We have a moment also with Laura and Curtis and she is telling him how she has to come back. 
out of our Laura relationships, I miss her and Luke together, especially like in the 90s. Her and Luke was so funny. Um, I liked her and Luke together. That's the only person I ever liked Luke with, except for one other person. Him and Tracy was hilarious to me. I liked him and Tracy as a couple as well. So Carly and Jax, they get done arguing and she's still telling him that Nina is not mentally stable enough to be around the baby, which she kind of got a point, but it's not her decision. She needs to let Michael be an adult. Then we go to the next scene and we see Michael and Willow having another boring moment. I do not see in their relationship lasting. They're going to have to spark it up if they want them to be some type of super couple because they are mad boring. So right along, then we go over and we see Dante interrogating Maxie. And she's lying through her teeth about her baby being kidnapped. And Sam is still sitting there being a detective and a social worker and everything else at the same time. And we get to the next scene and Ned is trying to get... Brooklyn, not to let Valentine be a father. Come on now, this is so irritating. How are you going to stop somebody from being a dad just because you don't like him? And this takes me back to the 90s. Do you, if you, you've been an OG GH fan, do you remember Ned has always been annoying and a hypocrite and uh, just, uh, just irritating. He was the one who basically forced Brenda to wear the wire against Sonny anyway. That was all his plan in recruiting Mac. I'm an OGGH fan and I remember all the good storylines. Ned is irritating from day one. Go sit down somewhere. And you know, even though it's not, you know, it ain't even his baby anyway. But even if it was his baby, how you gonna stop him from being a daddy? Go sit down. So then we get to the next scene and we see Phyllis and her husband. They both leave both are trying to play matchmaker. Um, Phyllis' husband is trying to get Sonny to go after Nina. And Phyllis, she can't understand what's so complicated about Mike because she don't know that Nina is lying. When everybody find out Nina is lying, ooh, they is going to hate her because she knows exactly who the man is. And she's just playing this role trying to... I don't know what Nina got planned. <laughs> and Nina is a hot mess. So... After that, we go back to a Jackson Carly scene, and he's still trying to get her to see Nina, and Carly basically just tells Jax to shut up. He's still trying to get her to see um, Nina, you know, let Nina see the little boy, the baby, and <clears throat> she she's not trying to hear all that. So they kind of have a back and forth. Then we get to the next scene, and we see Michael and Willow having them another moment. He asks her, is she going to see Chase? And she says yes. So, you know, Michael and Willow, there you go. We get to the next scene. So then we go back and we get to the next scene and Dante is trying to talk some sense into Maxie. Like, look, if your baby is kidnapped, you might want to give me every detail so we can find a baby. Superwoman Sam steps in, takes him outside, give him a piece of her mind that no one, none of us want to hear. And I think everybody is pretty much over Sam. Then we go back and we get to the Quartermain's home and Brooklyn is letting that lead know how she feels. So I don't know how they plan on even keeping... If Valentine really was the baby's child, dad, I don't know how they would keep him away just because they don't like his character or the person he is. Moving along, then we go to the next scene. It's back to the hospital scene. And Jordan goes in to console <clears throat> Comfort Curtis, trying to talk to him. And, you know, the auntie, she basically letting Portia know because they introduced her to Portia. And she like, Curtis talks about you all the time. And she giving her that look like, you know, you decide chick look and what you're doing here. I heard about you too. You know how the 
people be knowing who the man's side chicks be, even though they're separated. But personally, me, I think I would like Curtis with Portia more. And I don't like him with Jordan. Jordan is mad annoying. Right along up there with Sam them as well. And on a side note, I see that they keep talking about, mind you, I haven't watched this in a, in a while. Curtis, I mean, not Curtis, but Cyrus is in the hospital on his way to prison. Cyrus is actually a good actor. He he brings a lot to GH. I like Cyrus. Hopefully they can find some way to keep him around because he's really a good actor. He plays that bad guy role pretty good. And I don't even see Peter leaving for good. They're going to find some way to bring him back. I can't back. I can't see him writing off the show. You know, and if you love all type of shows like this, you know, Peter came from Charm. Remember, he was little, uh, I ain't watched Charm in so long. It used to be one of my favorite shows, too. But he was Wyatt. He was the grown-up Wyatt. He grew up evil. So, that's where I know Peter from. But I don't see him going off the show. I, I think they're going to find some way to write him back in. You know, him and um, Laura Wright, the one who played Carly, they're, like, engaged in real life. Um, they're together in real life. So I don't I don't see him going anywhere. I, I don't see how they're going to do that myself. So then we get back to the hospital scene and the aunt goes in and she, Aunt Stella, she goes in and try to, you know, pray over Curtis and talk to him and get him to wake up. And then we see Maxie crying and reminiscing over giving her baby over, acting like the baby is kidnapped and giving it, giving the baby over to Brooklyn. And um, then we go back to the hospital scene and we have Superwoman Sam and Dante talking. And she just makes no sense. She's trying to tell him on how to be a cop and, you know, I mean, how not to be such a cop and be more of a friend. Um, lady, if the baby was really kidnapped, don't you want him doing everything he can to go save the baby? Even though we know the baby not kidnapped, but Sam is mad annoying. Then we go over to the next scene and we see Jax going over to Michael to try to talk to him because, you know, of course, he wants Michael to let um, Nina see little Wiley because he's obsessed with Nina now. And so they write Brenda back in the soap opera and he's going to feed all about Nina and be back obsessed with, with Brenda. Then we go back to another scene with Sonny and we have Phyllis and her husband still trying to play matchmaker. I won't be surprised if they write where Nina try to sneak Sonny far away and they start their own little life like she don't know who he is but end up getting busted in the, in the long run of trying to move far away. That's what I think. I don't know. But yeah. Then we go back and we see Brooklyn and Ned. They're talking. So we get back to another scene and... Valentine probably gonna end up falling for Brooklyn and then when he find out that's not his baby he is gonna be hot then we get back to Superwoman Sam telling Dante how to be a cop and he dumbly takes her advice which like if the baby is really missing don't you want all of the information so you can go find the baby come on <sighs> so then we get back to the hospital scene and uh Jo not Jordan. Portia goes into the hospital and has a moment with Curtis and he opens up his eyes for her. I'm not gonna lie, I think they might make a good couple, in my opinion. I think I like him much better with, with uh with Portia than, than Jordan. Then we get to the last and final scene and Jax and Michael are having a conversation about Wiley. Well, about going into Wiley and then about Willow. Then it flashes on Mike, Sonny, and Nina having their little moment. 
and then Carly about to have a breakdown. And that was my review. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, I watched and talked at the same time, which is something I normally don't do. I normally watch the show and then just go ahead and recap after. But I kind of just wanted to get it over with because I've been recording all morning. I dropped two episodes of Narcos. If you have been listening to the Narcos reviews, I am done with season one now. So go catch up on that. I just recapped General Hospital after not watching it for a while, but I am going to watch it all week and then I will touch back on Friday afternoon or early Saturday morning with the weekly review. And don't forget, tune in in the morning and listen to Crew Summer Recap and then we will start on Narcos Season 2 tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Much love. I hope you guys are being safe out there. Stay safe. Be safe. Enjoy life. And thanks for all the support. I'm loving it. I really appreciate it. I plan to get much more consistent and grow with time, especially after August when I'm all situated in my new home and get more equipment and more devices. So I just want to say I'm truly humbled and thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. These were for these episode was for fans of General Hospitals, my bonus episode. So thanks. Thanks again, guys. I'm about to hit the gym and get the writing on this novel and that's how i plan on spending the rest of my day so i guys i hope you enjoy the rest of your day out there and on that note i am out